It's time for Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to win, to learn, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hi, I'm Rob Stenzinger. And tonight we bring you the cold and flu episode of Art and Science Punks. All right. I hear there are some good YouTube videos about how this works. <laughs> That's right. That was actually my pick one time was the, um, the virus video. Oh yeah. 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 The virus video. No, that's not really what we're going to talk about tonight, but I just wanted to, you know, kind of throw out there that, um, our whole family's been sick. Um, so that's been fun. And, uh, so we both <laughs> might sound a little, uh, raspy. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, my voice comes and goes Sometimes almost sounds normal, but uh, you never know. You never that know. may never happen during this episode. I think I think we sound a little raspy, like we've maybe raspy. spent a little time in a nightclub. Oh, sure. Yeah, listening to loud music. We don't that's say right. what kind of loud music, really. Loud jazz. Jazz, That's that makes us sound really smart. <laughs> Does it? Is jazz one that makes you sound smart? I think so. All right, well, let's see how smart we are tonight, because tonight we're going to talk about creative discipline and how it's needed Everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Creative discipline is needed everywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with that. I was, oh, see, now you ruined it. I was, that was going to be my first question. I could pretend to disagree with, with it. What's up? No, my first question was going to be, do you believe, do you agree with the premise of the episode? Well, okay. I'm super biased, but yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> when I've, whenever I've encountered situations that are being very exclusive about, oh, okay. This is not an art class. There's, you know, you're not supposed to draw to figure out a problem. This is not a, um, I, you know, a, a time to bring to, um, well, even if you're producing art to like not have a whole process to be able to, um, find and do the thing that you think will work for what you're trying to accomplish and whatever. I mean, yeah, you could just sort of let things fall out of you, but like how, how repeatable or understandable is that, right? Where you probably are making, making a thing for a reason. And I know there's debate as far as, or there's not well, debate. Sure. There's I mean, there's essentially, um, art for pure expression. But that's, I mean, I think that can argue that there's a difference between creative expression in the moment and creative discipline. I mean, because even if I've got a canvas in front of me and I'm going to just let the spirit move me and, and do, you know, um, some very emotionally emotional and abstract painting, Mm -hmm. I still had to make sure I have a canvas and I've got my supplies and I've got my time set aside, you know, totally. Yeah. It's not just like I randomly tripped and fell in some paint. Um, absolutely. And, and so if you the- found some value in tripping and landing in paint and the result of that led to a useful outcome, that's cool. Okay. But let's talk but, about creative discipline of, of focusing on making a thing. Okay. Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. I get awesome. what you're saying and I think that's cool. And, and, and I'm not trying to like make the topic squishier or hard to understand or whatever. It just is a, um, no, we're doing that Stenzinger of thing of just like it. disclaiming the heck out of it. I suppose. That's what we're doing. Am I, am I, I, uh, <laughs> well, I, and I, I, I just 
find that okay so what do we what do we mean by uh creative discipline like what what do you mean by this this topic well i i mean punishment punishment discipline as in (laughs) you think about what you did that's right you just sit in the corner okay no um i say that though because when um i was thinking about this topic i did do some quick kind of searches on creative discipline Mm. and 95 percent of the search results were um very what is the word i'm looking for specialized costume um focused um, very opinionated advice on how to discipline your children. Mm. And I was like, ugh, the word means so much more. Yeah. 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 There right. was a few articles though. I just, as a, as a little tangent, a little aside to the aside that we're on, um, is there was a couple that was, you know, discipline means to teach, yeah. not to punish. There were a few a few of those articles, but at any rate, not what I was looking for. I mean, Words discipline. Words get their meanings distorted by different communities in ways that they really care about, you know? Yeah. Lots of words end up, I don't know, hauled and taken different places. Yeah. So. But, cr- okay. So discipline, <laughs> we, 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 we welcome it as a, um, I think of it as teaching and I also think of it as uh, a dedicated application Thank you. Yeah. For me, what I'm saying, creative discipline, I mean that dedication, that um, practice Mm -hmm. of sitting down and doing the work. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean by discipline and creative discipline is taking, um, you know, how am I going to get any better at any of my creative pursuits? I need to sit down and practice. And for me to consistently do that takes discipline. Mm. intentional practice. Um, and this may be something you want to dig into later. Uh, but another thing I think of yeah. as far as discipline, I think of it as the, the necessary capacity to overcome the barriers that we bring up and also that are in our own environment related to creating things. I love that. I d- let's talk about that now. Okay. Um, so barriers come up as far as like, we may be, um, uh, I d- and, and I talking from my own personal background. Yeah. Sometimes I don't set myself uh, self up with enough time to accomplish a task. Sometimes a I creative have a, task, a creative task. And sometimes, um, which is lots of, lots of kinds of tasks, but, um, where I, at, at the end, I need to get some sort of output that I intend to share. And well, that that's going to take some time. That's going to take some space. Maybe I've set myself up with the right tools or not. Sure. Maybe I, so like it becomes like a lot of different areas of concern. And then there's like different skills and different, um, like stages and model and modes of, of, um, different, areas of concern with where each of them helps me think in a different way to then get a task accomplished where it's, it's in some ways one could argue that's making a lot more work. Why don't you just do the drawing where maybe you don't need to do any research. Maybe you don't need to do, um, Mm -hmm. throwaway sketches. Maybe you don't need, uh, maybe, uh, there's, there's a faster way and this is just the way to delay perhaps, but 
Ah, um, uh, yeah, we all have those little pitfalls, don't we? But I think as long as you've, well, I keep the, I, I try to keep these different tools and use them in, in, in a sequence that I find I'm able to repeat and that Great. I get the results I like. So in some ways you don't know, like the difference. So how did you get to that place the, though? Trying, you, you need to try and, and right. uh, practice like, for me, it's listening to listening to creators that I respect and admire ah, yeah. and reading. Uh, there was a particular book that got, that got me excited about Rick, like the color. So all right, stepping back, yeah, making comics and making them in a way that's like the common overall practice mm-hmm. is something that will just sort of inherently expose you to a really nice, healthy, creative process that is a, a useful set of disciplines where if you have a page, you want to express some sequential art with characters and some kind of dialogue sure. and stuff on a page, you've got a lot of jobs to think about. Yes, you do. And if you don't think about those jobs, the result of your efforts will suffer. And I love that. I love that because, you know, it's just funny. I'm, and I think people know that if you listen to the podcast, you know, I'm not a um, pen and paper artist. I'm, it's just not a skill set that I have practiced. And I'm always, um, you give me that look. Don't give me that look. We don't need to have that conversation right now. Keeping it in. I'm holding it. You hold that in. Um, I'm always amazed when I read a comic and, I get really into a comic and I just, I love the scene direction mm. in a comic. Like if I were to draw a comic, it would literally be like, let's just pretend it's, you know, a person and a cat having a conversation. Every panel would be a picture of the person and the cat having a conversation. <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be like a zoom in on the person's furrowed brow or look at the cat's tail is wagging, you know, like yeah. I find that just truly um, interesting to me. And and so I like to kind of step back sometimes and look at it from that perspective. But again, if I had some creative discipline, maybe I could learn to do that. <laughs> well, it depends. So with comics, depending on the kind of comics and the kind of stories you're trying to tell, you may not. So, so you, you fall into a situation where explicitly or implicitly you'll be picking up a lot of different skills to bring about that end result. Right. Yeah. And even if it is at the end, the end product is going to be person and cat talking where they're essentially, it's a medium shot where they're from the chest up and, and it's a straight on view nothing wrong with that 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 could totally help you communicate essentially the facial expressions of each character and the progression of a conversation and you know maybe have who knows happiness horror tragedy whatever you want oh happiness okay they're very much they're very happy (laughs) comic coming soon everyone it's gonna be the world's most boring comic just happy person and happy cat yeah just just saying hey I think honestly, what's funny is uh, "Happy Person" and "Happy Cat" could actually get a huge audience. I don't, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've noticed the pattern of, you know, cat things on the internet. I know people do like cat things. I believe anyway. we've wandered a bit off the topic. Not entirely. So we, but yes, partially. So, <laughs> um, my bad. Digging into like so, pick your creative pursuit. We're using comics as an example, and then you're digging into what do I need to do to get this thing done. But then 
so you're thinking of the qualities of, of where you want to end up with it. This is almost coming up with like your, your editorial eye, the overall direction saying like, this is going to be, um, the right work product when it reaches that kind of clarity, this kind of look, whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this kind of a creative expression. So, but stepping back to get there, like that's too, like if you start trying to make something at that stage of, of hypercritical change and evaluation, you'll probably not finish what you're trying to do. Oh, sure. And this is where, um, creative discipline, creative disciplines can, can, are having a discipline with all your creative tools can, can, can help. So if you, if you're like, well, wait a minute, getting that judgy that soon doesn't help. What yeah, do I not do? The right stage. What do I do earlier on to get myself there where it will be ready to be judged? Right. And that's where you can think of these different, these different approaches. And, and one place I'm cribbing a lot from is called a book of, um, it's, uh, called a whack on the side of the head by, I think it's, is it Jason Van Oak? Oak? A whack on the side of the head? Yeah. And uh, the metaphor the the writer of that book uses is is that you'll have the um, I think you have the explorer, the artist, uh, Roger Van Oak. Roger Van Oak. Okay, thank you. Um, the the what the explorer, the artist, the uh, judge, and the warrior. I think are the four hats he he proposes, and. That's fine. I mean, so pick your metaphor, pick your like, sure. Yeah. Whatever, whatever hats, whatever tools work for you, but you can see how like staging them in a way that helps them not conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. So you're like stopping yourself all the time is a giant help. Whether you're making a comic, whether I think you're, you're planning a science experiment, whether you're planning like designing a game or yeah, any kind of project doing that the the work of like the explorer saying like oh i'm i'm taking in things that i somehow feel are relevant and i'm gathering information but that that's that's nice but now that i'm an i'm the artist i'm shaping and prioritizing I like this. and expressing things based on what has what i've what i've taken in i know the kind of color palettes i know the feeling i know the the um uh, How do you move from one to the other, though? Because I can see many of us, myself, um, getting very stuck in that uh, explorer mode, right? Like, it's just sure. fun to look at and explore and research. And I think that's that's where, you know, maybe there's the uh, another, <clears throat> another mode to use the judge hat where maybe it's almost like the planner where you look at, like, overall, what... How do you do it? What time do I have to accomplish this? How how do I do it? As I yeah. I think about, um, if I have a time sensitive project or not, and um, well, being the fact that you know we work and have a family isn't. Do you have anything that's not time sensitive? So I th- what's tough is I think there's two kinds of time sensitivity. There's time sensitivity related to, um, work session, yeah, effort. And okay. also duration of a project, right? So the duration would be, I want to finish a thing in two months. I want to finish a thing sure. by this specific date. That can, inf- and then backing out saying, and one of your huge skills and talents is project management, right? And uh, planning. Boom. Business planning, yeah. 
<clears throat> so you're, you're for anyone but myself, by the way, <laughs> which we're going to get to in a minute. All right. <clears throat> so thinking of like what kind of like uh, what resources you have available, time, effort, that that will be huge because then you can say, well, I don't have that big of a budget for this thing. And or <clears throat> I'm making a thing for someone else. What is most important for them? Right. And uh, and like, what is my budget for delivering this? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you got to think about what you have available. Um, okay, but I get are, that. You're not going to pick a new art style. Like I get, if you're like, you know what? I get that. Okay. But we're human, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're human and I got limited amount of time. I got a big project I want to do something very creative and I'm out exploring. I'm, I'm in the explorer phase. Yeah. Which can be very satisfying. It's very satisfying. That's yeah. the fun part. Sometimes I'm hypothetically here. Yeah. Um, what are tools you use? You don't just look at a clock and go, Oh, I better move on. What are tools you use to know you need to stop and shift into build? Or create, oh, I'm sorry, whatever you called it. I try to keep myself on at least some kind of small, repeatable cycle where if I, I'd like to say that if I'm going to do some exploring, I know I've got three questions to answer and I want to answer these three questions Oh, nice! by a certain time. Like maybe I have to at least get one done in 20 minutes. Okay. And then see. So you use time boxing. I yeah, time boxing is a really really helpful one. Okay. I don't think it's. It's not the only one, but it's a really powerful one though. It's. It is really good, especially if yeah, if you're somebody that spends time on social media, time box it. Yeah. You change your life. Suddenly, time that disappears will stop disappearing. Exactly, and there's a variety of approaches for the for this. Different brands and people call out, but essentially. This is good. Like I do this for, for groups of people when I facilitate and whatnot. Um, and, and I just, I'm, I'm per- turning that toward myself in this situation and saying, okay. you know, what can I get done? And sometimes I'll be like, what can I do in five minutes? And yeah. Just as like a, a test, a challenge yeah. to get into it, to be that, um, I'll get a sense of like excitement and mm, urgency to move forward, but without panic. I, I mean, I don't like punitive panicky feeling that no you you don't like deadlines thrust upon you yeah not not arbitrarily right sure well yeah yeah. (laughs) it's it's sometimes this you know this comes up but um i have another yeah what's up i have another question for you okay so thinking of creative discipline and the tools that we need to uh really take our creative pursuits, push forward, move forward, keep growing, keep learning, keep building. Oh. Okay. So thinking of all of that. Yeah. Why can't I do this? <laughs> like why why do any of us get stopped? No, no, no. I'm asking you about me specifically. The rest oh. of these people can go ask their friends. <laughs> <laughs> um why why you specifically? So where what what makes you say that you can't do this. Okay. So I've been thinking about this creative discipline. And if I think about, um, a couple different areas, I've given myself a grade. 
I've graded mm-hmm. myself on, on my creative, my ability to have creative discipline. And for me, when I think of creative discipline, how I'm reading, how I'm kind of re, um, grading myself is, you know, my ability to meet the deadlines that I set for myself to push forward with my goals and to improve my skill in different creative areas. Okay. Okay. So if I think about, um, deadline skills and goals. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, I yeah. think about it in my head. Like, okay. what's my ability to improve? So that's the skills piece. Yeah. Meet the deadlines that I set for myself. Because I'm very much like you. Don't anybody else tell me when to get it done. Um, if it's, you know, if it's if it's my side creative stuff, I can handle that in other areas. But And then um, meeting my goals. So if my goal is to sew seven projects between, you know, now and the end of the month, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. So kind of those different things. So if I look at that and I think about our family and like the creative pursuits that um, I put in as a family, right? So yeah. helping the kids with a new art style or, hey, we're going to try a different type of watercolor painting or I've got a craft I want us to try. I give myself an A. I'm pretty good there. Yeah. You know, like that's something. I come up with an idea. I get a goal. I make sure the supplies are there. You know, execution, hey, that range is all over the place, but it's not about perfection. It's about exploring and, and having experience, mm-hmm. right? At least for me, that's, you know, how I look at it. Um, if I think about your creative work and the support that I do for your creative work, right? So with some of the project management skills that I help you with on some of your creative projects, mm-hmm. or even just um, helping with the time boxing and time budgeting from our family. Yeah. I give myself like a B minus at best helping you. But then if I look at my creative works, again, that the where we kind of started, I feel like I'm sitting like at a, at a C minus. Yeah. So my question goes back to why I just, I feel undisciplined when it comes to my creative stuff. Is that a mismatch of expectation versus um, capacity? Right. I mean, so should I explain that further or? Oh no, I, that makes sense to me what you're saying. Okay. So you're, so my goals, so that would be kind of the goals and the deadline piece. Maybe I'm not setting those. Well, uh, you know, I'm speaking, this could be me being biased and talking through my own lenses, right? Where I, you know. I can understand having certain ambition, yeah, but then not necessarily having the capacity to 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 pull that off, even when having the the ability to apply effort towards. Sure, you know, it's not just sitting okay. back and so and um, you know taking naps and you know, counting <laughs> clouds, right? I mean, no, literally, really trying and really putting <laughs> forth the effort, but not being realistic about the um the current capacity to do those effortful sessions. Okay, right? so you're probably absolutely right. That actually makes a lot of sense. You're probably totally right on that. But let's pretend that's not it. Okay. So I'm going to ask my question in a different way. Hmm. It has been said about you. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say? I, I don't know. <laughs> you look worried. I am. Uh... <laughs> it... <coughs> <coughs> It has been said about you that you are one of the most deliberate people. True? I don't know this. I don't know most people, right? But I, I've had, I have had a friend say that about me. 
Yeah. Well, I, it just, it rings true for me. You're a okay. very deliberate individual. And I think that that adds to your ability to have this creative discipline. So if you were going to coach, let's say you were going to coach, I don't know, who could it be? Hmm. Okay, let's say me. If you were going to coach me on creative discipline. <laughs> okay. Don't hurt yourself rolling your eyes over there. No, I just, I'm like sweating. This is a trap all over the place. <laughs> But yeah, no. okay. No, okay. Well, I'll ask it a different way. I'm totally teasing you. Um, how did you how did you become so disciplined in your creative pursuits? Oh my god. Okay. By doing it wrong a lot, and I still do it wrong a lot. I am human and I'm full of like oh my gosh, like emotional piles of emotions, like where I just get in my own way every day all the time. <laughs> and um I've become a little more skillful over time about being okay with how messed up that feels and at least putting my hand on a project and feeling great internal reward of like, this is awesome. Oh yeah. Like it's that, um, you know, that's an awesome one. Cause that's one you have taught me. Oh, is go spend 10 minutes, go pick up your project for 10 minutes. If you want to be done after 10 minutes and go, you know, what X, Y, Z fine, but go, we call it, go touch your project for 10 minutes. Yeah. And that, that, that breaks through like a lot of the like myth stuff that's all floating around in my head where I'm like, Oh no, I'll never finish. Or like, uh, I, I'm, I have plenty of like negative self-talk and voices and stuff where I, I get in my own way. Um, but like over time, this is a cumulative thing where, having a small victory leads to another small victory leads to another small victory. And, and that's how you can get more confident. I, that's how I, I feel like even in the midst of their um, doubt, I can have this completely opposite feeling of, I know I can, if I just move, just move my dang body to try and then, then my reflexes will kick in and I'll, I'll, I'm reminding myself and, um, and, and that helps to get, get a foothold. Awesome. It's a big topic. It is a big topic. Are yeah. you okay? I, I'm okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I made you nervous. Uh, it's, it's exciting. I, it's, ex- uh, it's a very exciting podcast. Everybody you're just, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So, uh, what else, was there any other angles you wanted to dig into on creative discipline? Well, I want to talk, I think about just a few more tools. So we've talked about, um, you know, pick it up for 10 minutes, see how that works, having, um, realistic expectations, right? So sometimes taking a fresh look at your expectations, right? That's kind of what we talked about with where I maybe need to do like a reset. And sometimes what that means is... Like that's another trap. If you're literally saying like, I can't check that box. I don't know what to fill in. I don't know what to do. Then just at least go ahead and do that because sometimes you don't know the cost before you've done the work to oh, become yeah. familiar with what yeah. the costs oh, are. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's a giant trap of, of assumptions of like, oh, my first, um, anyway, like, yeah, early on in working, my, working in my first game, there was someone I worked with that was like, oh, bring me a five-year prospectus for your company. And I was like, 
Don't know. Okay. You know what? This is my first game. Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue. Anyway, um, yeah, but so, so sometimes you just have to move ahead and say like, well, I, I got to skip that answer for now. Yeah, but, absolutely. And yeah. We, we've had that too, even when we've kind of sit down and try to project management out some of it, right? And apply timelines to things. And in some cases, it's it's a pretty big unknown. Yeah. That makes sense. But there's probably something you can explore to make it less unknown. Yeah. And so hopefully then that, that's applying a discipline to say like, well, I'll pick that thing instead of one of these other 10 things that um, the, where the greatest mystery lies, I got to learn a little bit more so I know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Because maybe it's not the right project. And that's always a, 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 a thing to be concerned with too. Oh, absolutely. If it's, it's not something that someone's paying you for, it's this curiosity you're exploring as a side project, then sometimes there's a better project to pick up instead. But you won't know until you test and explore a little bit. Absolutely. So test and explore. We also talked about some of the tools being um, from the book that you had mentioned. Yeah. Um, kind of having the explorer mindset, the creator mindset, and the reflector. So the what was judge it? and the warrior. Judge. Yeah. Oh, what's the warrior? I don't think you told us about the warrior. The warrior, actually, that's the project manager one where it's, it's like... Oh, I'm the warrior? It. In a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big Sweet. time. Judge and warrior. Because, I mean, you're a fantastic editor as well. Yes. And... Um, so the so let's say you get through these as a sequence of stages. You explore, you do your, you know, the artist, you you create this thing that's possibly ready. And then there's a, a um, and there can be a feedback loop where it's like, maybe I didn't explore enough, a little more explore, back to art, artist. And then all of a sudden you go from artist to judge. Oh, yeah. You, go back and forth, these are right? going to go back and forth. I don't see these as linear. And the judge is going to be like, you misspelled this. This is inconsistent. Here's all these like skills and rules you have for like what quality means. Your person and cat don't don't change expression through the entire comic. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you notice errors, flaws. And They're just happy all the time. And that would be an efficient project. <laughs> so you could use your, you know, copy and paste. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the, the judge would notice whatever, in, you know, whatever you need to notice then. Um, but it's, it's really... Um, it's almost like every single one of these things can be a trap. Like every stage could be an infinite feedback loop unless you have the, you know, practice of saying, well, I'm going to set this down. I don't agree with setting it down. I want to tweak this forever, but then I know I need to, you know, continue. The warrior comes in and says, ship it. Yeah. The warrior's like, is it ready? So are you sure? Is it ready enough? And, you know, depending on what you're making, um, yeah, get it out into the world. I might have to check out this book. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Any other tools off the top of your head that you want to make sure we cover? No, I like that we covered at least the whole cycle. And yeah. Then, and uh, no, I felt your um, your questions were pretty useful there. Is there anything that, um, let's see, I, th I think it was important to, to note that even though I, I we all have different strengths and it's so funny how we can just sort of walk away from them sometimes like why mm. why do you think that is where tell me what you mean where um okay so having a strength of um like refining and editorialing editorial refinement yeah stuff yeah 
and also um, planning and whatnot. Um, there's, it's almost like if, I don't know, like, what do you think, why do we get trapped, right? I mean, you have, you, you're the one who's studied psychology. <laughs> so why do we get trapped um, and walk away from our own skills and don't pull ourselves out of being stuck? Because it's hard to see for yourself. It's hard to see. I mean, like 10, you know, lots and lots and lots of psychology, like individual work with people is, you know, a, a lot of conversations like, you know, what would you tell your best friend who was going through this? Like we can give other people such great advice that we just mm. really struggle with taking ourselves <laughs> and doing for ourselves because, you know, you can see it more objectively when it's someone else. And whereas within ourselves, there's so much emotion tied to it. So it's the demon voices, right? It's the fear of failure. It's the, this isn't good enough. It's the, I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. All of those things that every person on this planet struggles with, whether it be a creative pursuit or a professional pursuit or relationship pursuit, Mm -hmm. you know, people have this very common um, self-doubt. Not in all areas, but, you know, I mean, people typically have it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But you're right, because I have all these, you know, abilities to organize and plan for everyone else. Why am I not able to do it as effectively for myself? And the answer is, well, of course I can. Mm-hmm. Of course I can. I just need to, I just need to, um, trying to think of a nice way to say it, shut the F up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... <laughs> And, and and that's the this this sort of that 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 infinite distance between nothing and something, where mm. the there's that that's a common thread of advice of the you know just you know woman up and do that's it. right woman up yeah and that's what I'm gonna do is so sure that can do it that can honestly that's that. It's not broken that that can work, right? But then, um, yeah, sometimes, and that's that's the that's the puzzle. That's the the weird, easy to get stuck place of yeah. uh, okay. You're just literally not doing a new behavior that, or a behavior you're very familiar with, and you just got to do that behavior. That's it. Yeah. So, I like that. People are funny. Just freaking woman up. <laughs> okay. Um, and pro- part and, and, or just, uh, uh, and if that doesn't work, then try keep trying something until, until you cross that, that some, that nothing to something threshold. And then you'll probably get your own feedback loop kickstarted where it's like, oh, okay, I'm moving ahead. I think that's I an important part. Like I think that's an important um, thing that you mentioned too a couple times that I, I want to highlight is, you know, one of the things that you talked about that helps you. And I, when I asked you, you know, why are you so intentional and so disciplined? Um, and, and through part of what you talked about, you talked about um, that positive feedback loop that does happen when you practice it. Right. And I think it's so many things in our lives are this way, right? Eating healthy, you start eating healthy, you start feeling better and then you're feeling better. So you want to continue to eat healthy. Um, same thing. You, you practice this very intentional creation, creating and discipline and you start to have a win or a success and that feels good. So then you want to continue. I 
think that's a, a good kind of key piece too. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, finding your own feedback loop, uh, and then or and then steal one if if you don't have one, right? And then you'll find fake a it way. till you make it, yeah, baby. Absolutely. Where I mean, I've found my feedback loops based on yeah, looking out, seeing what other people were doing. I love so. it. Creative discipline, it's needed everywhere, everywhere, people. Absolutely. Um, and and yes, <laughs> I yep, I I believe it. Do you have some picks for us tonight, Mister uh, S? I have a pick. <gasps> a singular I've a, pick? I've got an art pick. I love it. I would love to hear about your art pick because I have a science pick that I'm kind of fired up about. Awesome. Well, um, my art pick. <sighs> oh, I love your art pick. I can see it from here. It's a book. Awesome. And it's, it's a book called, What Does This Button Do? And it's by uh, Bruce Dickinson. I'm loving this book. I'm super enjoying this book. And yeah, you're reading the the uh, the paper copy, and I'm uh, currently going through the audiobook, which is actually narrated by Bruce Dickinson himself. Fantastic! So funny. If you're like, well, okay, fine. Who is this? This sounds like you like this book. Well, everybody knows who Bruce Dickinson is. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> I no no. I've had to explain it to a few people. So carry on. Okay, so. Uh, Bruce Dickinson is, uh, I mean, he's a lot of things and, and he's most famous for being the lead singer for a band called Iron Maiden, which we've mentioned a couple times on this podcast. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, he's been in a band that's been uh, popular for a few decades and, and, um, a metal band. Yep. They're, yep. They're a metal band and are, uh, a few decades was, didn't they start in the seventies? Yeah. Uh, he didn't join them till the early eighties though. And, um, that, I mean, that could be like, Oh, whatever it's, you know, this, you know, old rock music, you know, I, you know, everyone has their own cup of tea when it comes to, you know, what, what you enjoy. But then as a character, and as a person, it's, um, you know, that, that experience is interesting in and of itself. Well, how does someone get there? What's their childhood? What's their background? Um, also he, he happens to, to be, he has these other accomplishments too, as far as several, um, you know, author and you know, radio host, and he's an airline pilot, and he owns his own uh, company for repairing airplanes and what I mean, he's uh, a fencer, uh, a very accomplished. <laughs> I mean, just on and on, where uh, that's that's an interesting person. So that that he, I've always felt a signal from his sort of uh, his drive. And, and he's an artist. I mean, yeah. talk about creative discipline. Wow. So, yeah, that's he's been a personality that, that I haven't been able to learn that much about, honestly. Yeah, he's a fairly private guy. And uh, and I'm not that great about digging up, you know, like going into the, the, the gossip things. It's oh, just I know, but I habit. am. I am. And he, there's just not, out, not a lot out there. So and this even is if you're so much fun to read this book because there's not a lot out there about it. Yeah. So you get to, to hear this. Uh, and honestly, he's a, he's a really, you know, a funny. Uh, he's a character. Funny character. So anyway, I'm loving this book. What does this button do? Check it out if you haven't. What does this button do by Bruce Dickinson? Mm -hmm. That's my art pick. Nice. That was my science pick too. Oh, weird. No, it wasn't. I'm kidding. My science pick was almost exactly the same as that, though. <laughs> My science pick, I'm kind of jazzed about this. You're just going to laugh at me. Killer snails. What? Killer snails. It, what? 
So first of all, and you know, when you see those like kind of spiral shaped shells, you know, that snail snails kind of walk around in. Yeah. There's several snails, you know, in tropical waters. So not, you know, around here, but in tropical waters that are actually lethal. Tropical waters are so deadly. Like you, there's just a lot of rough things that go in tropical water. Piranhas, for instance. And even the snails? These little tiny snails. So what? I, I heard this fascinating now, and we'll link to it, but I heard this really fun, interesting story about this um, scientist who is studying these um, killer snails, these cone, sh- cone snails. And, and they wear, you know, um, they wear kitchen gloves and use tongs when they hunt for them uh-huh. and pick them up. But they're they have they're venomous. They're venomous snails. Dang. And so the snail like buries itself under the sand and like when it senses a fish coming, it sticks its little um probius, its little tongue uh-huh. out, and there's a flipping harpoon on the end of it that has venom. And they harpoon the fish, fill it with venom, and then they swallow the fish whole. How big are they? They're the, the little snails that you pick up on the freaking beach. So there's a video of them doing it. It's crazy. Like their mouths, they can swallow something as big as them. Wow. And they f- swallow the fish whole. But the crazy... The, I am not going in tropical water. <laughs> yes, you will. But the crazy um, <coughs> cool part to this is that is that the, the reason I was learning about this or reading about this, actually listening to it, is the the scientist that's studying it is because venoms have been around and have evolved, you know, and venoms are so useful because they're incredibly potent, incredibly targeted, and incredibly powerful. And so we can study these, and they're typically made up of, and I'm going to get this wrong because I'm not a, a chemist, but proteins and peptides, I believe. And and they each ha- like each venom has like 200 proteins and peptides in it, and they can they take these and they kind of peel them apart and they look at them and they study each one because they're trying to find them um, to be able to fight like specific cancers and specific um, diseases. So as a matter of fact, they have um, one medication that is out there today um, that actually is more effective for pain treatment than like any opiate out there. And it's non-addictive. But the only bummer is, is it, um, has to be delivered via spinal tap Whoa. because the protein doesn't cross the blood brain barrier and you need something to cross that in order to do the pain, the pain control on the nervous system. So the bummer to it is, is it's, you know, a spinal injection, which nobody wants that. So they're trying to, they're working on different mechanisms to try and change that. But these crazy killer snails, could be really useful to us. And there's researchers out there studying them. Science. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping a science right there. That's yeah. Okay. That's anyway. I was super excited. Clearly if anybody listened to science Friday recently, they heard this because this was on science Friday and I like literally sat in my car, like jaw on the ground, couldn't turn off the car. Super excited. Then I had to go out to the website and like watch the video of these snails doing this. Okay. Awesome. So, all right. That's, I, I was curious. I was curious how you learned about them. <laughs> like where I suddenly became a, a snail expert. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, science Friday, man. All right. Uh, very impressive. 
and I'll have to check out that video. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I'll show it to you here in a little bit. All right. All right. Well, I think that that wraps us up for today. Thanks for listening and for being part of our Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online? Well, we are Art and Science Punks on Instagram. And on Twitter, we are just Art Science Punks. Nice. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm, where you can also sign up for our newsletter at Fireside. And we're available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. You dropped that we were starting a newsletter. That's awesome. Yeah. People should sign up. (laughs) Sign up for the newsletter. Awesome. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter. Keep building, making, and sharing. So what should happen to the cat and the person in the first episode of my comic? What should they talk about? Uh, Flowers, bunnies, or rainbows?